the show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. Moms should get more credit. Back when I became a mom, I realized people thought my former career in TV news was more important than my motherhood. But that's backward because moms are raising that next generation and the world depends on us to do it well. So moms, this is your time to sit back, relax, and let Channel Mom cheer you on and equip you in your job as a mom because you're doing some of the most important work on the planet. Channel Mom, we encourage moms. Now, here's your host, Jenny Dean Schmidt. Hey, everybody. Welcome to every mom out there. If you're weary today, please stick around. I think this show is going to help you. I am Jenny, and this is Channel Mom, where we encourage moms. We focus on your amazing value as a mother in this world because you're raising up the next generation. That's so important. Well, this is a treat. Our guest today might be more of an expert on our kids than we are. Wouldn't you like help Uh, with your children to help them be less likely to experience anxiety and depression? Or maybe you'd like your kids to know how to overcome setbacks in life, to have that never give up mentality. Well, these are the things that well-known child and parenting expert Kathy Cook can help us with. Kathy is known as the founder of Celebrate Kids. Her new book, Resilient Kids, helps parents to raise their kids to embrace life with confidence instead of complaining and boredom. So stick around to learn your child's five core needs and much, much more in just one minute on Channel Mom. Moms are a big deal, but sometimes the world forgets. That's why Channel Mom Media and Outreach is here. We exist to love, coach, and encourage every mom, whether she's struggling with parenting, single motherhood, homelessness, or locked in prison. On the radio and social media, Channel Mom works to remind each mom of her importance and give her the latest and best advice. We also reach out to moms with our hands and feet, helping homeless and incarcerated moms, as well as moms in the country and mothers in the city. You can join our work by praying for us, volunteering, or giving at channelmom.org. Do you know someone feeling scared as they face an unintended pregnancy? For 40 years, the Compassionate Care Team at Alternatives Pregnancy Center has come alongside teens and adults who feel like abortion is their only choice, letting them know they're not alone. We offer advocacy, resources, and mentoring to bring them beyond their fearful situation to a hopeful path forward. Your generous support of Alternatives helps change lives with a one-time donation or monthly sponsorship, providing counseling, medical care, and education. Give today at youhavealternatives.org. Channel Mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. Hey, welcome back to the show. I hope that this show is a blessing to you and your children today. A quick shout out to the moms across the country who listen to us in Oregon, also in Little Rock, Arkansas, Nebraska, Oklahoma. A pretty new audience in Springfield, Illinois, also Colorado Springs, Idaho, and right here in Denver. Grateful for all of you and also grateful for our podcast listeners. Remember to tell people they can find us on podcasts. Just, you know, write Channel Mom, all one word, and you can find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You know, I have to tell you one quick thing. I love this organization. They're near and dear to my heart. Alternatives Pregnancy Center. For 40 years... Alternatives has been serving Denver teens, women, and men facing unintended pregnancy. Sometimes they're feeling scared and isolated. They think that abortion is their only choice. But when they meet the compassionate care team at Alternatives, they realize they're not alone. And even though their situation is complicated and might even seem hopeless, there is a path forward. Oh, it's such a great place to send people if you know somebody who's struggling with this 
particular set of circumstances. Uh, you know, I've talked to people who've been helped and who are in help at Alternatives. Remember that you can support Alternatives Pregnancy Center with a one-time donation just to keep them going. Uh, you can become a monthly supporter and help fund the completely free and confidential medical services, counseling, and education that Alternatives provides. So today, more than ever, let's commit to standing with those facing a life-altering decision if you want to help out, visit youhavealternatives.org, youhavealternatives.org. And that brings me to my guest. Oh, my goodness. I've watched this woman on a number of things. I think she was in Kirk Cameron's homeschooling movie. She's been in a number of, um, you know, interviews and films and things like that. She's, she's she's a prolific person in a lot of ways, speaker, writer, and so forth. Her name is Kathy Cook. Uh, the founder and president of Celebrate Kids, which is a Christian ministry based in Fort Worth, Texas. She's a celebrated speaker um, internationally. She's influenced thousands of parents, teachers, and children in over 25 countries. And uh, this is her brand new book, Resilient Kids, Raising Them to Embrace Life with Confidence. And, you know, I looked at it and I thought, you know, resilient kids, what does that mean to people? And Kathy's about to tell us. But there's so much involved in this about getting your kids past complaining and past boredom and 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 less likely to experience anxiety and depression. So welcome to Channel Mom, Kathy Cook. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for the invitation, Jenny. I appreciate it. You are welcome. I, I'm going to set up the show. I like to do this little thing we call a show setup soundbite. And today we've got a couple. I recently interviewed, uh, or not interviewed, I yeah, I'd like to interview Jordan Peterson. I recently <laughs> listened to an interview with the famous clinical psychologist and kind of a media personality, Jordan Peterson. And guess what, Kathy? He agrees with you in so many ways. So, so he tells the story first about when his daughter was little and how he got got her to embrace challenge and get past it. One of the things we used to do with my daughter when she was very little was, you know, when she was about a year and a half, is we'd, we'd have her in a room alone. And she would usually complain about that for a few minutes. And then she'd find a way to amuse herself. You know, she, she liked to take books out of shelves and put them back in. And like, if, if you let her be, get through that initial bit of misery, then she would learn how to regulate herself and, and she got very good at that and then he goes on Kathy pretty much to just give your book a plug by completely <laughs> agreeing with everything you're saying about what we need to do with our kids to help them get past challenges and so I think one of the consequences of that is that we do have a reasonable percentage of young people maybe young adolescents the kind that you hear about at university who have been overprotected and overscheduled over and under challenged in some sense and so they're not very resilient <laughs> he used that word and i thought oh my goodness i have to put this in the show resilient kids is what you're all about kathy are we in a particular state in 2022 where our kids are are more than ever encumbered by boredom and complaining and thinking that everything should go just perfectly and and their parents want everything to go just perfectly like uh, is this a particular problem in this time I think so. Good question. I've written about resiliency in two of my other books, so it's something I've been interested in a long time. But when I looked at what the COVID crisis was doing to our kids, where they were defining themselves by what they did not have, they were used to sitting around and being on their tech and their devices, which causes them to think that the world revolves around them and that everything would be fun and entertaining. Yeah. I was really, really concerned about the potential for kids to become lazy 
uh, for boredom to be something they would want to avoid when, in fact, it is a part of life and they have to learn to live with it. And again, parents who were scared, legitimately so, moms who were worried, moms who were overwhelmed in their own right by all the changes, wondering how they were going to cope with their kids, who were complaining about the way life was going. And yeah, just a, a combination of a variety of things, I think. And I'm sure you've seen that as well in our culture. I, I have, Kathy. And, and actually, I love my children. And, and more mm-hmm. often than not, I say lovely things about them on the air, I hope. But, I, <laughs> but I've been concerned in the last couple of years that this is a place that my children have gone to more, been a little bit more mm-hmm. likely to, to complain and, and not want to face challenges and just, and just feel like giving up and feeling like everything's against them. And I thought, I bet a ton of mothers are dealing with this in particular. Mm-hmm. And, and, and here's the cool thing. I want you to define resiliency. And then I want you to tell us what being resilient helps your child um, overcome and helps right. them avoid. So, so what's your definition of resilient? Yeah, I appreciate that we're starting there. I define it as re- readily recovering from difficulties recovering readily from difficulties. I used to define it as bouncing back from trauma, uh-huh. but we're not all like little tiggers, you know, in Winnie the Pooh. It's <laughs> not really realistic for moms or for their kids, but to recover readily, to learn how to come back from trauma, to learn how to stand back up when you've been knocked down. And when you learn it, you know, it starts as a choice. And then you learn it if you have good experiences coming back from disappointment, defeat, grief, fear. And then, Jenny, it becomes a part of our character. And that's what I want for our kids, because you and I, we don't have to think about being resilient. We just are resilient. Because when you have enough experiences coming back from those things that are challenging, and frankly, if you have trust in the Lord, then it's just easier to come back. And that's what I want for our kids, that it would be a part of who they are, not just something they do. And why is it valuable? Well, certainly in in a big picture way, you grow and you make progress and you have success. Yeah. You know, think about the child who falls down when learning how to walk. If they never learn how to walk, they're in a world of hurt, you know. Yeah. They're, they're not going to succeed much. So we've got to help our kids stand back up so that they can be successful and grow up and have a better future. And then, as you hinted in the introduction, they have healthier mental health. Yeah. There is significant research that declares that resilient children are not defined by anger. They can act appropriately even when they are angry. And they're not prone to long-term depression. They may have, uh, they may be anxious, but they may not have anxiety. And there's a difference there. Yeah, I mean, I, I picked up the book, and I thought, oh my goodness, I have to have her on because I, I wanted an excuse to have you on the show. Um, yeah, and 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 I've certainly seen you in a number of venues, and I and I and I know the the expert that you are, and the way in which you have. Um, just honed in on what our children need in this day and age. Mm -hmm. And so it's called Resilient Kids, but then I looked at all the benefits of teaching our kids the principles that you cover in this book. Less anxiety, less likely to be anxious, less likely to be depressed. Um, You're going to reduce complaining. You're going to teach your children that that boredom is something that they can overcome. I mean, I think, oh my goodness, so many moms are dealing with these particular things. So Mm -hmm. why why don't you tell us, you you got this one, I I, I leaned into your book, but I also leaned into your wonderful press release because it's got so much good stuff in it. Um, mm-hmm. You talk about, you know, every parent wants their child to be resilient, but we don't necessarily do the things that will make them so. So so you have some principles. First of all, why don't we first touch on a child's five core needs, and then we'll move on to some of the techniques parents should use to help their kids be more resilient. Yeah, I'd love that. So, yeah, we believe at the ministry that based on Scripture, there are five legitimate core foundational needs to everyone's life. Okay. They need to be matched if they're not met in healthy ways. Children will struggle. So 
So the first one is security. It's the firm foundation. Who can I trust? So children, to be resilient, they need parents who will answer their questions, parents who are available to be approached when they're struggling, parents who will listen to their story and and empathize and have compassion for their heartache. And then mm-hmm. identity, who am I? So we move from security to identity, who am I? Identity controls behavior. So one of the most important definitions for a child to have is I am resilient. I come back from the disappointing days. I don't give up quickly. I persevere. I'm an overcomer. Yeah. I'm not going to let the bully win. I'm going to stand up and I'm going to know who I am in a really powerful way. And I'm going to make sure that that's who I live out my life to be. We can't let them believe lies about themselves. Yeah. You know, a kid comes home, I'm so stupid. We can't let them believe that. And and we can talk about that if you want. But that's Actually, may I, may I interject? My my daughter is at college, and and you can imagine the frustration, especially because she's at a college in California, um, oh, yeah. and so she's faced <laughs> just so much um, pushback um, in terms of all the things that she's had to do ongoing because of COVID, and so she's struggled with depression and struggled with feeling down and struggled with saying negative things about herself. So she and I made a list recently of four pages of verses that uh-huh. she is going to say out loud instead of the negative things that she's thinking or yeah. feeling yeah. so so thank you for saying that because I when I read it I thought okay or when you actually just said it I thought all right the, <laughs> I'm on the right yeah. track to have her speak positive truth instead of thinking these negative thoughts but continue on That's in the five good. five court thank you five well, and, and let's say Jenny that we don't want kids to live in denial yeah if they do have a weakness they need to know that because they need to know how they can improve and how they might hurt others through something that's a weakness within themselves uh-huh. but even that can be defined as the good gifts within me include the challenges that God gave me so that I would grow into Christ-likeness. So you can even take a biblical twist on a negative idea. Uh, so yeah, that I love that, and oh my goodness, we could talk for hours. Um, and then belonging, who wants me, is the third one. So security, can I trust my mom and dad? Identity, do I want to be their child? Belonging, I am their child. Do they unconditionally love me? Do they like me? Are they honest and trustworthy so that I want to be known as, you know, Jenny's daughter. Is that something I want to claim for myself? So love them unconditionally so that, again, they feel safe with you. And then purpose, why am I alive? Yeah. This is the leading cause of depression. There's actually a lack of purpose. Why should I keep living when the days are hard and the nights are dark and long? So purpose, why am I alive? If I have a vision for my future, then I will persevere through the challenges of today. If I don't understand why spelling matters or handwriting matters or music matters or art matters, then I might as well give up. So we've got to talk optimistically about the future, even though our kids are aware of the dark days because the Internet is exploded with dark days. Kids can watch trauma live, and that's that's yeah. what makes this really hard. And then confidence, what do I do well, is the last one. And what I believe, Jenny, is that children and moms who have security, identity, belonging, and purpose in healthy ways, really in God and in family, they will be competent. They will know their purpose. Therefore, they will invest in a skill set. They will believe a mom and a grandmother and a co-worker and a friend who says, this is you're doing well, and they will be able to become who God created them to be. Really, really important. You can't let them give up. Yeah. So these are the five core needs. I'm going to repeat them that Kathy just went over. Security, having an identity, feeling solid belonging, 
feeling that you have a purpose, purposeful, and feeling competent. And I want to remind moms that purposefulness and the competency are two things that a mom can easily speak into her child's life every single day, reminding them of their purpose and reminding them uh, that they're deeply confident. You find those things in their lives to repeat to them. So, you know, you have chapters on a number of ways that parents can effectively bring resiliency into a child's life. I'm just going to ask you, what's some of your favorite, what, what is one of your favorite uh, techniques to help kids? I, you know, there's one chapter I really liked about uh, getting past setbacks. Maybe we could start there. Well, oh my goodness. Um, what I was going to say, if you don't mind, sure. is that one of the, certainly we, we have to stop bubble wrapping that. We need to save the bubble wrap for grandma's antique vase. <laughs> but you know, our kids, they're going to fall down. And we have to make sure as moms that it's not all about us. Yeah. You know, we're we're imperfectly perfect, especially our oldest kid is our guinea pig. They're going to fall down because, you know, because they're children and, and we're imperfect, you know, women and, and moms. So we've got to be careful of the expectation. We've got to make sure that it's not that they reflect badly on me. Therefore, they have to be perfect because if they think they have to be perfect, they're really going to struggle. Put the bubble wrap away. Leave the room if you need to, as Jordan Peterson said, and let your kids figure things out on your own. Eavesdrop to make sure that they're not going to, you know, crumble or hurt somebody. But I think that's important. And here's the other thing I want to say in regards to that. Let your kids own their successes. You know, Jenny, have you ever been in a situation where you're just about to be successful? Like my family enjoys jigsaw puzzles. And have you ever looked for a piece of a jigsaw puzzle? Yeah. You looked a long time. Yeah. It feels like forever. And you can't find it. And somebody walks up and they find it in like 30 seconds. Yes. You don't even want to clap their face. Yes. You know, because, oh. And we have a tendency to do that with our kids. You know, we watch them struggle. And I understand that you love them and you don't want them to struggle. But in the victory, they have mature character and a deeper faith. And they become aware of what they're capable of. And so we have to let them own their victory. And we can't solve all their problems for them. Yeah. You know, I, I the opening of my book that I recently released, it, it talks about how I have wrapped my children in metaphorical bubble wrap. So it's funny that you should say that because it is a struggle for parents in the modern day. We, we are such a culture of convenience and comfort that children, that parents want their children to, to feel as though life is comfortable and convenient. And, and so it's very hard to, to watch your child, just as you said, go through a struggle. Is there a voice you can put in a, in a mom's head today to say, this is why you need to let them struggle on their own? I mean, don't, you know, leave them for days, but, but, Right. How can you remind a mom of techniques that she can use, of, of maybe a sentence or two she can say to herself or her child when her child's going through something tough? Well, no, I love that question. First of all, we should not say, hey, you can do it, unless oh. there's evidence. Because, you know, you can do it, you can do it. You might believe that, but that doesn't help a child believe it if they have been struggling for minutes or hours or even days. So evidence doesn't lie. So, Jenny, we say you can do it because look at how similar it is to yesterday's paper. And yesterday you did struggle. You're overwhelmed. You've been frustrated this morning. Why don't we take a 10 jumping jack break and then come back to it with fresh eyes? So make sure that you provide the evidence that you believe in their ability, not just the hearts that you want them to believe. I think that's important. Um, Oh, my goodness. You know, I, can I say this? You have something called yes. the Family Resiliency Manifesto. And, yes. one of, and one of the principles in that is this. We will remember that we sometimes struggle because not all learning is easy. 
The culture is chaotic, people are messy, and much of life isn't fair. Our challenges are not always our fault. And I think kids need to know that, but then they need to move on, which reminds me of your chapter, Get Unstuck, Moving from Setback to Comeback. And I think of both my kids having gone through some setbacks in the last couple of years. What can a mother do to, to allow their child, not for her to move them from setback to comeback, but how can a mother speak into a child's life or, or act in a child's life to help them come from setback to comeback? Right. Um, I think that listen to their self-talk. Now, self-talk is something that's internal, so you might be surprised, well, Kathy, how can you listen to self-talk? But self-talk always comes out eventually. So, again, if they say I'm stupid or I'm never going to get this right or, man, my teacher's just terrible, listen to that and reorient their thoughts. Give them the evidence that they're wrong. You know, you're not stupid. Well, why do you think you're stupid? Well, I made nine mistakes. Well, then speak the truth. Did you forget to proofread? Yeah. Okay, see, stupid, no, stupid is a, a really damaging and dangerous concept that I would love to say to kids doesn't actually exist. They were not created that way. So listen to the lie and speak truth into them. Reorient them from I am stupid to I am learning. Like I love to tell kids the purpose of school is to learn what you don't yet know. It'll be challenging some days. You know, yeah. you've never played soccer before. You've never played, you know, the violin before. And so this is what, so one of the strategies we can do too, Jenny, is model for them that we ask for help. Model for them that we work hard on the things that we want to achieve, whether it's looking for a promotion at work or making a new recipe for, you know, a fancy dinner. And we, we work at that. Yeah. And I we, think we be yeah. honest about that. And we press through roadblocks and they need to watch us. Um, actually, my, my, my son once said to me, Mom, you have grit. And I thought, man, yeah. I hope that rubs off on you. Um, first of all, yeah. I was very honored that he would say that. We only have about five minutes left, but I want to make sure that you're able to get to a, a sort of a, a symbolic or a story that we could tell our kids to help them understand the importance of, of pressing through and, and dealing with the challenge and getting past it. You, I guess, had an amazing experience of observing a newborn giraffe when you were in Africa. And, and maybe this is a story we can tell our kids when we're trying to help them be resilient. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, I was so honored to be there working with missionaries. And we saw it. We were with a baby giraffe about 10 minutes after the mom dropped it. So the mom drops the giraffe. That breaks the umbilical cord. The baby begins to breathe. And immediately the baby giraffe wants to stand up. It knows it needs to nurse. And it's camouflaged to the ground. So it knows it needs to move. Like God is amazing the way he invents all of us, of course, and then these yeah. animals, it creates us. So it was so funny because the the neck would begin to come up, and then like a spaghetti noodle, it would just fall back down because it wasn't strong yet. And the mother just stood there. The mother is gigantic. Oh, my goodness, I don't even know how many feet tall. Yeah. And she was watching us and looking around and looking down every once in a while. And Jenny, every once in a while, the mother would bend way down its long neck, and it would lick some of the fluid off the baby. But it never helped the baby stand up. It never took its awesome head and under the body of the giraffe and lifted it. That mother knew that in the struggle, the, the lungs would develop and the muscles would mature enough that it could stand on its own. If you rescue too soon, success may not be likely. The same thing is true with the chicken and egg. If it's in an incubator and you see that, you know, the egg is moving and oh, I'm going to rescue the baby chick and you crack that egg open, the chick will die. Yeah. Because it's the pecking of the eggshell that develops the lungs that allows it to breathe on its own. So those are real examples that can motivate us to stand back. And what we can say to our kids, Jenny, I love you so much that I'm not going to help you so quickly today. I've made some mistakes and I love you so much. I ne you need to grow on your own. And so 
I love you, therefore I'm not going to help you so soon. It's not that I've abandoned you. It's not that I don't love you. I actually love you so much. Yeah. I'm going to correct the mistake I've made. And yeah. I apologize that I didn't understand this, but now I do. It, it's, and you are capable of persevering and being diligent and making making this right. So go for it, daughter. I love you. Amen. And it's interesting. That, that, yes, it does. That giraffe must have been listening to you because that, uh, that mama giraffe was giving her her solid belonging and her security, the baby, but wasn't yeah. helping her with the challenge. It's so interesting. All right. So, Kathy, we only have about you know, 30, 40 seconds, maybe just a little bit more than that. Can you just tell people the passion that comes from you behind Celebrate Kids and, and how people can connect with you? I'd love to. You know, I want kids to be known in their families. I want parents to raise the kids they were given, not the kids they wish they had. Yeah. I want uh, I want there to be great, great belonging and safety and um, everything there. That's what we're all about. Celebrate kids for who they are, not just for what they do. And we are found at CelebrateKids.com. I have a podcast called Celebrate Kids with Dr. Cappy, and we're all over social media like everybody else. And we would love to have people connect been a real joy to be with you today jenny i respect your work thank you for what you're doing oh bless you kathy you've really helped me today i was having a day i needed to be resilient so thank you for for your encouragement the book is resilient kids raising them to embrace life with confidence and we'll give away a copy today because i've got one right here info at channelmom.org info at channelmom.org if you would like kathy's amazing book Uh, really an easy read very easy to to get through thank you kathy god bless you thanks for being on channel mom Okay. All right. I think maybe her cell was kind of starting to go out there. Uh, Just a reminder that we would love you to be a bigger part of Channel Mom. Just go to channelmom.org. You can find out how we can help you on the ground in various ways, how to get in touch with our, you know, past shows that might be a blessing to you on podcast and so on. Also, you can volunteer with us in uh, our prison program where we go in and help moms in prison. And you can donate to us. At the end of the year, a lot of people like to donate. So we'd be honored if you'd become a monthly donor and keep us on the air. And yeah. Oh, and remember, Christmas is coming up. So you could certainly buy my book, Mom, You're Amazing, for the moms in your life. You can find it on Amazon or at momyouramazing.com. If Channel Mom Radio and podcasts give your mom life a boost of encouragement, would you consider supporting us? In order to keep our broadcasts on the air and serve moms and kids on the ground, we need help from listeners like you. You can support us through a one-time donation or by signing up to be a monthly partner at an amount of your choice. Just go to channelmom.org and click donate at the top of the page. New monthly donors will receive a special gift package in the mail. While research shows moms are undervalued and families are struggling to stay together, Channel Mom works to lift up motherhood and add value to your family. We depend on donors like you to provide outreach to at-risk moms in prison and homeless shelters or dealing with single motherhood. Our life-changing programs are over capacity, so your donation will help us serve more moms and kids. Be a part of the change you want to see from others and families. Visit channelmom.org and click donate. We thank you for your generous support, and may God bless you for coming alongside Channel Mom.